Town Hall Academy, episode 32. I encourage the guy that owns a shop three blocks down the street from me to get involved in it. I mean, I, I think it's a, a wonderful program and, and uh, 100% of the funds go. These wonderful ladies put so much effort in there. Not a dime goes to manage it. It all goes to, it all goes to the fund. And whenever customers came in, whether they got breaks or not, um, if they, everybody knows somebody that has some sort of cancer. So I would have them write on the note card, you know, in honor of and memory of, this is why I would like to do this. And we hung it all over our entire shop. So by the end of October, all of our walls were covered. It was just walking in there. It was amazing. And that really helped get people involved. We felt comfortable with, because Laura and I both, we had to be really comfortable with the recipient of our fundraising. And I really envision the future in which, uh, you know, women reach certain age and they go in, talk to their doctor and get their breast cancer vaccine, their ovarian cancer vaccine, and then their prostate cancer vaccine. That's the vision of the future that I uh, see. Welcome automotive aftermarketers to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome aftermarket professionals from around the world to the Town Hall Academy podcast on philanthropy, getting involved in the aftermarket's Breaks for Breast program. Here's an important number, $490,000. As of 2016, Breaks for Breasts has raised over $490,000 in support of breast cancer vaccine research, and that number is strictly from the automotive aftermarket. I'm very happy you're here. Maybe you're curious and want to know more. Maybe you are looking for a top quality community awareness campaign that gives your customer a warm feeling about their relationship with you. Whatever the reason, please listen with your heart. You'll learn how you can participate in this aftermarket-only program. You'll hear from Leanne and Laura, the two Breaks for Breast founders, two shop owners who will tell you how this fundraiser works for them, and you'll hear from the researcher, Dr. Vincent Tui, who is preparing for clinical testing of his vaccine. Never before have you had a chance to do something so big and life-changing, a program designed by aftermarket professionals for aftermarket professionals. Carm Capriato here, your podcast host. I'm glad you're here. Hey, can one repair shop make a difference in the fight against breast cancer? Well, now that's the question we'll answer in this episode. This episode is very special to me, and I want you to listen completely. And then go to breaksforbreast.com and participate. And if you're not a shop owner, get this message to a friend or colleague that can help. This episode is sponsored by Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Your customer's old engine or transmission's gonna wear out. When that day comes, Jasper will be the name to remember. Jasper's remanufactured products cost considerably less than a new vehicle, so it just makes sense to choose Jasper. I was on the West Coast and did this academy from the ASCCA headquarters in Sacramento, California, and I want to thank Gloria Peterson and her team for the great hospitality. This repurposed podcast of the Town Hall Academy video forum makes it easier for everyone that does not have the time to catch the video webcast. That's the power of podcasting, the digital, online, on-demand audio broadcast. Hey, you can find the show notes for this Town Hall Academy at remarkableresults.biz slash AO32. There you'll find the key talking points and the extended bios on my panel. You'll also find the YouTube video podcast and the link to the Breaks for Breast website so you can sign up. Keep in mind that we hold the Academy Live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern, and you can be in the live audience on Facebook or on my webinar platform. Everything, no cost to you. 
Hey, maybe it's time to get involved in the Aftermarket's premier podcast. Every link you need for a total submersion is at remarkableresults.biz slash social. And don't forget that every Academy video and audio replay is at remarkableresults.biz slash Academy. Hey, are you listening on the Remarkable Results radio listening app? Well, if not, you can get it free at your app store or find the download links at remarkableresults.biz slash app. Now meet Leanne Best, the marketing director and customer experience expert at Mighty Auto Pro for the past 11 years. She's also co-founder for Breaks for Breasts and serves on the advisory board of an industry magazine and is on the AAA-approved auto repair advisory board. Also, Laura Frank is here. She works with her husband, Jerry, in three successful businesses, Auto Repair Technology, Royal Car Care and Tire Center, and Repair Shop Coach. Laura oversees the accounting and human resource departments and helps implement and develop systems. Laura is a co-founder with Leanne of Breaks for Breasts, a grassroots effort that started with five shops in just one state and has grown to an annual average participation of 150 shops representing over 30 states. Also, Dr. Vincent Tui, a professor of molecular medicine at Cleveland Clinic Learner College of Medicine of Case Western Reserve University and is a member of the staff in the Department of Immunology at the Cleveland Clinic. More recently, Dr. Tui developed a novel vaccine for preventing triple negative breast cancer and another vaccine from preventing ovarian cancer. In recognition of his breast cancer vaccine studies, Dr. Tui received the F. Mason Sohn's 2010 Innovator of the Year Award from the Cleveland Clinic as well as the 2010 Excellence in Science Award from the Lerner Research Institute. Also here is Katie Robinson, along with her husband Rob, owns Robinson's Auto Repair, a seven-bay facility located in Akron, Ohio. Katie has a marketing and accounting background, and Katie's also proud the shop is part of the Breaks for Breast campaign, which is a cause very personal to her. Mike Tadich owns TMT Automotive in Bremen, Indiana. He loves marketing and being involved in great programs like Breaks for Breasts. Mike shares his success ideas on how Breaks for Breasts works at his shop. Now, listen to Academy Episode 32. Can one repair shop make a difference in the fight against breast cancer? You bet. Well, welcome, everyone, to another Town Hall Academy on the Remarkable Results Radio Podcast Network. I am in California, in Sacramento, California, and uh, it's, it's really interesting to leave the confines of my beautiful studio and to come out. And if you could see the mess that I have on this conference table at the ASCCA headquarters, you'd wonder... <laughs> you brought the kitchen sink and everything with you. It's it's amazing all the stuff that I have to pull this off. We're here to talk about um, we're going to talk about some really important things about philanthropy, and you know it got me to think about the philanthropy that that shops do in their community. Well, I interview the top ten to twenty percent of the shop owners, and here's what they tell me: they're involved in their community. I also know that there's a lot of people that aren't. And uh, if they're not willing to get involved in their community, why not get involved in a national program like Breaks for Breasts? Because I think it's the right thing to do, which is why I reached out to Leanne and I said, look, it, you're a month away from the big kickoff in October. Let me carve out some time to do a town hall academy on this program. And the reason that I love it, it's an aftermarket created and led program from your aftermarket peers and we've got two shop owners out here that have participated actually and both laura and leanne are are shop owners but they started it and there's nothing like having the grassroots effort here so i, I encourage everyone to listen to learn and engage 
So let me go to Lee Ann. How did it all get started? Well, honestly, Carm, uh, Laura has a saying that she believes as as owners of a business, we have a lot of visibility, and with visibility comes responsibility to make our world a better place because we have the venue. So we had participated in a local fundraiser called Breaks for Kids, and Laura and I were just chatting one night over dinner, and we said, wow, how can we take that same local concept and change the world? Because Laura and I have big visions. We, we don't like to think small. So we talked about it, and we just took the same local fundraiser that we did and and we just made it bigger and the funny part of the story was this was in the beginning of september and when we came up with breaks for breasts we literally had 30 days to prepare so you know not being one to say well we'll wait until next year and we'll have it all together we're like let's just run with this and we did and we found five shops uh, in our little state of ohio and we did it the first year and and to our surprise, we actually raised $10,000 and I thought we were pretty much onto something. So then we just started spreading the word and, and my gosh, it's, it's, we are just humbled by the amount of support we get. And, and we don't do a marketing campaign to get other shops on board. It's word of mouth. It's just word of mouth. How exciting. Laura, did you think you'd be in this particular position right now uh, with 131 shops, um, 35 states, and $135,000 raised last year? Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it is very humbling, like Leanne said. Uh, we just took it and ran with it. Um, for me, it's very personal, and I wanted to make a difference because my mother was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. My brother now has pancreatic cancer. And in the beginning, it was to make a difference, but now it's very personal. And I feel the research that Dr. Tui is doing is, is not just about breast cancer, but about looking at cancer differently. So for me, not just all the support and participation that the industry has thrown behind us, you, magazines, media, all the shops, um, more than that, it's just becoming, I feel like a, a driving force in the treatment of cancer. You know, Mike and Katie, uh, shop owners that are participating in the program, what, what's the message that needs to get out to uh, your peers? Mike, let me ask you first. Uh, the message to get out to our peers is is very simple. Um, for instance, we're, we're in a town of 4,500 people in, in Bremen, Indiana, um, and we can take a program and, and a, a campaign like this and and uh, operator to have it in our small town and be part of a national program to, to do that and it's been fantastic we've we've uh, done phenomenal with uh, with our participation in the last six years um, and I think the the real key thing and dr. two will certainly tell you more about it, it it's uh, it's it's a vaccine to uh, minimize cancer that he's working on it's not it's not a uh, after the fact thing and that's what really attracted us to that and uh, uh, Laura and, and uh, Leanne have done such a wonderful job spreading the word and and just getting shops like ours nationwide and you know the 30 some states now that we uh, cover with bricks for us is this fantastic for a little shop like ours it's just it's a great way to be part of a team and that's that's what I like about it Katie I completely agree on on the team thing. It draws all of us shops and all of us shop owners together. And I think this is such a fantastic idea. It's giving back to the community. It's, you know, you're giving back for an amazing cause. 
it's huge. And it not only promotes, I mean, it promotes your shop too, but you're promoting a shop, you're promoting a cause. It's just, it's an amazing event. If your customer has a vehicle they like, they shouldn't have to get rid of it because the engine, transmission, or differential failed. You know, because you and your customer know the vehicle maintenance, there's no reason they can't keep it on the road. Depreciation, license, insurance, interest, add them all up and they'll probably total more than it would cost to install a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Personal finances only go so far. Daily living expenses, college for the kids, and as we all hope, retirement. So before your customer rushes out to buy a new or a newer used vehicle because their engine or transmission has failed, contact Jasper and find out how a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions can extend the life of your customer's present vehicle for an amount much less than the higher expenses that come with a vehicle trade. Give their vehicle a new lease on life with Jasper. Am I right, everyone, that October is really Breast Cancer Awareness Month? 100%. That's why you picked it. and But it's unique and it's different than many of the other fundraisers because you're connecting the industry, you're connecting a service piece. And, and that, to me... Here I'm, I'm someone listening to, to this forum and I say, okay, well, how does it work? Tell me what to do and how to do it. So what do we have to do? What do we sign on and, and how do we sign up? We have a website. So anybody who's interested can go to our website, uh, breaksforbreast.com, breaksforbreast.org. And there's a button there, you know, shops click here if you're interested and they can sign up. They can get all the information. We have uh, done for you marketing. We have Q&A. We have information on how to get your vendors aboard. Um, and if they have any questions, they can always send us an email. Once, once they get in and sign up, it, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy. So it's breaks for breasts. It's not the number for it. It's the word F-O-R, breaksforbreasts.com or .org. Correct. And uh, there's marketing materials available? Done for you marketing. If you don't want to do your own marketing, um, Q and A on how the program runs. We tried to include every detail. I think we have probably three or four pages of that. Uh, how to get your vendor on board. So people a lot of times have a question: How do I get somebody to participate in supplying me with breaks? Which I think I'm jumping ahead. Leanne, you want to talk about that? The nuts and bolts of it. You know that is, I think, one of the keys here, Leanne, is how you've reached out and gotten participation from the industry? The way it works, Carm, and and this is the beautiful thing, Breaks for Breasts is a win-win-win. It's a win for the shops. It's a win for the the people that are providing our brake pads. It's a win for women everywhere when we lick this thing and that breast cancer vaccine is out here. So the way it works is we go to our vendor and encourage them to give us free brake pads all the month of October. And many shops will say, well, why the heck would they do that? Well, in most cases, we're in Medina. We're not in a huge city. We have three vendors that we work with. And our promise to them is if you give us free brake pads for the entire month, you will be our first call on everything. And as long as you can deliver everything in a timely fashion, then then you're our first call. So we're going to raise their business exponentially that month uh, in trade for them providing the free brake pads. And then as a shop for our clients... (laughs) 
we're able to offer them free brake pads. So all the client pays for is the labor and any other necessary parts, rotors, whatever that might be. And then from the shop's perspective, if, if let's just say, for example, that customer paid $350, uh, then we would donate 10% of that, which seems small. $35 back to the breast cancer vaccine fund. But when you take that $35 and you take 35 states and 131 shops, wow, does that $35 add up? Well, when you think of the 135000 last year, that's only 10% of the revenue generated in this program. Wow. Exactly. Mike, how hard is it to go to a, a vendor of yours and uh, how hard was it in the beginning to say, hey, would you work with me on this? When when we first rolled it out, it was it took a little bit of convincing. But when when you get into the program and they can see that it is a spike for business for them, that's a spike for business for us, um, and it's all going to a good cause. M- most most vendors have national back money to put into programs uh, that be able to back that up and stuff. So we we've had excellent success. So much so, uh, my my. A person from our vendor asked me, hey, when are we getting started uh, this year and stuff? So uh, Because they like the spike. Exactly. They like the spike in business and they see, just like Leanne said and, and Laura, it, it gives that extra shot and, and we, act, we actually end up buying more uh, uh, components from them uh, in the month of October uh, uh, due to this. So it, it really works out fantastic. And Mike, uh, do you find yourself buying a little bit more in November too? You do, and and we've cheated it positively. Cheated it. We started in late September uh, and kind of get kind of get a run into into uh, October with that. And um, the combination of that and and the team chemistry is fantastic with the with the ladies, uh, the shirts that we can do, and the the, the the whole team, the whole shop team gets behind it, um, and it, it's just wonderful. And again, it's wonderful to do it with 130 some other shops nationwide. That's that's the real cool part. Uh, well, there there should be five. Hundred um, <laughs> next year. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're. You, you know, and, and are Mike? Are you doing anything in your network to you know to work with your? Uh, I don't know if you're in a coaching or twenty group to say, hey guys, get on board with this. Hundred percent, we are, and everybody that we uh, in the groups that we're in, uh, whether it's local local business development groups or, or national ones, it's I encourage the guy that owns a shop three blocks down the street from me to get involved in it. I mean, I. I think it's a wonderful program and, and uh, 100% of the funds go, these wonderful ladies put so much effort in there, not a dime goes to manage it. It all goes to, it all goes to the fund. That's, a, that's a, an extremely warm feeling. I saw an article in the newspaper the other day over all the stuff that was going on with the hurricane in Texas and the salaries of some of these big uh, not-for-profits. Um, Dr. Dewey was laughing. Yeah, just, you know, uh, and, and so, you know, a long time ago, I said to myself, I'm never giving money to that organization because their CEO earns a million dollars or something like that. And it, it just... Katie, what I would love to know from you is tell me about the sale. Tell me about working with the customer and explaining to them what you're doing with the program. Well, we start out um, months ahead of time telling our customers, hey, guys, come back in October. We're going to do free brake pads, which that's huge in itself, free brake pads. Why wouldn't you want to go to the shop? Um, And we get our customers involved. What we did last year, last year was our first year. Um, I actually had postcards printed out that said brakes for breasts across the top. And whenever customers came in, whether they got brakes or not, um, if they everybody knows somebody that has some sort of cancer. So I would have them write on the note card, you know, in honor of and memory of this is why I would like to do this. And we hung it 
all over our entire shop. So by the end of October, all of our walls were covered. It was just walking in there. It was amazing. And that really helped get people involved. Leanne, how do you take that great idea of the postcard and share it with everyone? Did you put that up on the website? Well, actually, Carm, that's part of the done-for-you marketing. So when oh, you when you go into the website and click on the marketing button, you probably get 17 pages of stuff. And, and the really neat part about it is, Carm, all of these vendors that participate with us and provide done-for-you marketing materials, first, I want to make the point that Breaks or Breast makes no money off of any of these marketing materials. And secondly, they all give us some great discounts. And there's all sorts of crazy stuff in there. You can order pink footprints for your shop that you can put on your floor and wall. You can order the wall cards. They're so powerful that Katie was talking about. Direct mail, new client campaigns. I think we've really covered it all in there. It's, it's a crazy amount of stuff. I like, I like what you just said. Basically, Katie, you helped Leanne explain that the marketing materials are there. You choose what you'd like to use. And print it, download it, and and invest. Or, or are, are they getting the cards right from Breaks for Breast, or are you printing them? I actually, I ordered them off of a secondary website, and I ordered, I think I ordered around a 1,000 of them just to have enough. That way we could take them and distribute them out for other people, give them as reminders, and then what we had left, we used the entire month. Got it. So the materials are there. You choose what you want to use and how many you want to print. Uh, where'd you come up with all these great ideas, Laura? The vendors that we use are the ones who really come up with the ideas. Um, ah. And we also have on our Facebook page, um, people will submit ideas. So it's not just that they have to use the marketing, the done-for-you marketing. A lot of people come up with their own ideas. Uh, somebody has a car they painted pink and they put it out in the front of their parking lot. Um, we have one shop that they make uh, cookies. So uh, the people can be creative with it. It's, it's not just sticking to our done for you. They can, Got it. yeah. So here's our foundation. Here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Here's some marketing materials, but get creative. Exactly. I had, uh, I had somebody uh, wearing pink tutus. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, Mike, have you ever done that? Uh, no, but I think Laura's husband has. I've seen him in one. <laughs> <laughs> But I said no. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, hey, I had to throw him under the bus, but no, it's it's uh, um, it's 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 so easy because I just I ordered my stuff and it two weeks later it was here. I already have my stuff for October all all sitting in my office. Um, posters, uh, banners, uh, the wall cards, like Katie was talking about. It's simple. I mean, it, it's all right there. T-shirts, uh, anything that you do. So. Uh, you know, we've just done, uh, you can buy fortune cookies that are pink um, with little messages inside them. Now we've done those as, as a car gift and stuff. So it's, it's excellent. It's, it's, and you can get creative and you can do as much or little as you want, but the basics are all there. Uh, just a press of a button and, and uh, ship to you and, and ready to rock and roll. So. Cool. Great stuff. I love this. I, you know, when we did that episode, probably uh, 40 months ago, uh, was, a lot has happened. It's, it's, it's great stuff. A lot of creativity. So, uh, Laura, so Leanne, why did you choose Dr. Tui? Well, one of the things that was really critical to Laura and I 
was that we wanted, we looked high and low, honestly. We looked from the East Coast to the West Coast, and we were tired of getting pushback. I mean, we would get crazy requests, like, if you want to support our foundation and use our logo, you have to send us a check for $500. And and, and I would say things like, I'm going to send you $500 so I can send you more money later. I don't understand it. So we were looking for something very grassroots. And uh, it happened to be in a Business Networking International meeting, I was expressing to somebody I know uh, that it was really hard to give away money in a good way that we felt comfortable with. Because Laura and I both, we had to be really comfortable with the recipient of our fundraising. And she mentioned to me that there's a guy and uh, she said, hold on. You know, she called me right back. And said, hold on. I've got a guy. And uh, hence the, the introduction to Dr. Tui was made through one of the people that works in his lab, Justin. And uh, Laura and I chatted with Dr. Tui. And Dr. Tui is so passionate about what he does. And his vision is so clear. And, and we just felt that we wanted to be a part of this. Same with you, Laura. And absolutely. I was on board. Um, and for, for me, uh, he not only is working on the breast cancer, he's working on the ovarian cancer. Like I said earlier, it's, it's almost a different way of looking at treating cancer. Um, so I, I was all on board, especially after I met him. He's, he's very humble, very easy to get along with, and he's very passionate. Well, Dr. Tui, it comes now to you. That was your introduction. <laughs> and, oh, uh, shucks. Oh, yeah, look at that. What a, what a, it, was a, it was a beautiful introduction, yes, an, unplanned, an unplanned introduction. Um, well, lots of great allocates to you. Tell us uh, where we are with the, with the vaccine program. Uh, yeah, first of all, I'm delighted to uh, work with, uh, with all of you at Breaks for Breasts, and it's been a wonderful experience for me. I'm just an old lab rat, and this kind of grassroots effort to support my research is just incredibly unusual. You know, most people, most scientists are stuck at, you know, in their ivory tower working on things uh, that nobody understands. And uh, I know my brother is one of the smartest guys I, I know, and I sent him one of my manuscripts once he wanted it, and he, he said he could read the first three sentences, and that was it, you know? I mean, he... So it's it's a scientists are, are are not really that heavily involved in community interactions, and I I, I am I really wanted I, I spent a lot of effort for my lab to go out reach out into the community and teach and let people know what what useful service we provide. Uh, back in two thousand two, I started to realize that we have an enormous hole in our healthcare. We have no preemptive immunity to prevent diseases that we confront with age. And specifically, uh, I started to realize this for breast cancer, which afflicts one in eight women, and uh, ovarian cancer, which is uh, more than half the women who are diagnosed are, are gone within five years, and prostate cancer. One out of six men develop prostate cancer. This is uh, unacceptable. Uh, we have an immune system that keeps us healthy. We just need to instruct it to give it advice, uh, to give it counsel, to give it direction. And I know how to do that. <laughs> That's what I'm trained to do. And I thought maybe we could uh, develop uh, vaccines that would prevent these diseases. Uh, I think in every human endeavor, you need not just offense, not just treatment, and chemotherapy, and radiation therapy, and hormone therapy, and surgery. That's all offense. Um, we need defense. And that the best defense would be 
a vaccine that provides preemptive immunity. So in 2002, I started on that uh, program and slowly, methodically uh, dedicated my research efforts to that program. Honestly, I, I can't I can't recall how I funded every single project. I, I think uh, I, I don't. I'm afraid to find out. I may have misspent some uh, money here and there, <laughs> but I managed to keep it going, and uh, and I kept it going a lot based on philanthropy and donations. And uh, the discoveries were made. We identified two vaccines. One is designed to prevent uh, the most lethal form of breast cancer, triple negative breast cancer. And it's the one that dominates. Uh, it's the predominant form of breast cancer found in women who have the greatest need for a preventive vaccine, people, women with uh, high genetic risk. Um, and the other vaccine is designed to prevent epithelial ovarian carcinoma, otherwise known as the most common form of ovarian cancer, which is incredibly lethal disease. So we think these are preventable diseases. Um, we are uh, on the verge of uh, bringing these to clinical trials. Um, and uh, I would like to say that even a company was formed around our efforts. Uh, that company uh, is gone. I mean, it's essentially dysfunctional. It hasn't provided any uh, financial support for my research efforts since May 31st of 2016. For the last 15 months, I've relied exclusively on philanthropy to sustain this program. Uh, and I managed to get um, a grant, a large grant from the, of all places, the Department of Defense. Uh, you wouldn't think the Department of Defense is interested in breast cancer, uh, but they are uh, because military families have a much higher incidence of breast cancer than the rest of the American population. We don't know why. And they're very interested. And they're financing it. It's a $4 million grant. And you think $4 million is enough money. It isn't. I'm going to be in deficit spending in the first year. So I desperately need uh, the continued support of Breaks for Breasts. I, even though I have money, uh, the costs, uh, and I have a, a, enough money to pay for the lion's share of the, of the clinical trials, uh, the amount of money one needs to go from discovery, from bench to bedside, Enormous. It's something that most people don't understand how much money is needed. But I, I have $4 million, and it's not enough. Uh, so, uh, so I always, uh, I, I'm always panhandling. I think uh, well, sometimes that's what I am, a panhandler. I have my cup out asking for support because uh, we have to have uh, vaccines that prevent these diseases. We have to, as a country, lower the tumor load so that we can afford the ever-increasing uh, cost of customized therapies that are magnificent therapies, but incredibly expensive. So if we don't reduce the tumor load by lowering the incidence of disease, we're going to go bankrupt trying to treat uh, all these people with, uh, with adult-onset cancers. These are, adult, these are diseases we confront with age. We do not have a vaccine program uh, for primary vaccination against these diseases. And I really envision the future in which, uh, you know, women reach a certain age and they go in, talk to their doctor and get their breast cancer vaccine, their ovarian cancer vaccine, and then their prostate cancer vaccine. That's the vision of the future that I uh, see. Do you see that future in the next five to 15 years? Well, it's slow. It's slower than... Everyone wants. Uh, 
I think that over the next several years, we'll be able to do phase one testing of the breast cancer vaccine. And I hope eventually to get the funding for the ovarian cancer vaccine. I have to do the same thing. I have to go, I guess, and panhandle over there uh, to get that money. But uh, uh, I envision that in the next four years, we'll do all of the early clinical testing. There's the more advanced testing, which would probably take a lion's share the next five years after that. So we're talking about 10 years from now, eight years from now, uh, having this available for uh, for uh, women. We're, as lay people, we don't really understand the cost of, of taking a, getting a, a vaccine or a medicine to market. And uh, thanks for helping us with that. So here's the story, everyone. The service sector of our industry is a $256 billion segment of our economy. Raised $135,000 last year. <laughs> and I ask myself, uh, yeah, thank God you guys started this in 2011, $10,000. And then 32000 And then the next year in 2013, $66,000. And then in 2014, big jump, 115000 And then there were 174 shops uh, in, in 2015, and you had a little bit of a bump down, but you, you, you earned all kinds of great money in 2016 as far as the dollars of $135,000. Should we earn in a quarter of a million dollars uh, to half a million dollars a year with the size of our industry? So uh, let this be some marching orders for our industry. Um, let's get this, uh, this video sent out. I mean, here, here's the beauty of why I love it. Our, our, our founders are here. Your true altruistic reasons for why you started. We have two shop owners here that have shared with us how this works, what it means, how you engage your suppliers and maybe the manufacturers. And, of course, we heard from the expert who's telling us all the hard, cold facts about why there isn't a vaccine for the, these particular diseases. And um, um, I know this industry is up for the challenge. You know, what could we say if you were sitting down with a friend who owned a shop, what would you be you know, telling them, Mike, let me start with you, and uh, we'll give Dr. Tui the last word. For for me, for my message to other shop owners, it's just quite sim- simple. It, it, it's a wonderful program. 100% of the funds go towards uh, directly to Dr. Tui's uh, fund. You know, put down the competition in your shops and, and get there and, and be, you know, brother to brother and sister to sister and, and make this thing happen. It, it's such a wonderful thing and it unites shops. Uh, again, there's such a good feeling with your team, with your vendors that you do, with, with your customers um, to bring it to small towns, large towns, cities, whatever, all across America. It, it's, a, it's a great program and, and it's, it's an easy, the, the ladies have done such a good job to make it easy to get your uh, material to, to get it out and, and uh, make it operational. Um, it's great for business, but it's, it's a team, it's a team chemistry is what it's about. And I would love to see, you know, triple and quadruple of the amount of shops that we have with, within this group. So. Boy, I, I hope we see that Mike. I, I just hope we see that Katie, how about you? Um, I think it's a win-win all the way around. It's not only raising money for an amazing cause, 100% goes directly to the research, but it also draws in more business for you as a shop. And you're helping your customers save money while your shop's making money while giving to, to a cause. It helps draw your community closer. Um, it's, it's crazy not to jump on board with this. It's so easy to get involved. It's so easy to do. Like 
like Mike said, everything's already laid out for you. Um, our biggest obstacle was getting a vendor on board. But once we actually sat down and talked to them last year, again, this year, they were asking us when we'd start. It's once you get in with them, it's so easy. Thanks, Katie. Appreciate that. Laura. Um, I have two messages. One for the shop would be uh, to, to enlist your employees. And like Mike said, to make it fun, give them a chance to make a difference. Uh, another message I have is to the industry. Our industry, unfortunately, sometimes has a bad rap. And I like to say, can one repair shop make a difference? You bet it can, just like the starfish story. Um, so our, our industry has a chance to make a huge, huge impact. So let's get together and do it. Let's show them that auto repair doesn't just fix cars. How true. And we don't. I mean, we, we don't. We're in the reliable transportation business. Leanne. Well, I think, Carm, I'd like to address a question that I get frequently from some of the shops, and they'll say to me, well, I know, but but this breast cancer vaccine, it's in Cleveland. You know, I want to do something to support my town locally. And, and my words to them are always very simple. I think this is a, a great parallel story. We all know a little bit about polio. A long time ago, we may have actually known somebody's great aunt or uncle that may have had polio. But once that vaccine rolled around, Nobody really knows about polio anymore. And here's here's the best part, Carm. Who and where invented the polio vaccine? Nobody knows because it really doesn't matter where it started. It just matters that it happened. That's a great point. And let me chime in because occasionally I've been known to get up on my soapbox. So I want to do something in my local community. You said that. You know, there's another 11 months to get involved in your community. Yes, sir. That's the simple answer. Well, look, it would be fitting to have Dr. Tui have a message for the industry. Sir, you have the last word. Well, uh, first of all, I really, again, uh, am indebted to the automotive maintenance care industry for their support. Who would have thunk that I could get support from the automotive care industry and the Department of Defense? <laughs> <laughs> get this done but uh no matter what it takes i think we're determined to make this happen uh we have a small group of people that make so little money it's a shame the kind of salaries i pay uh but they're incredibly dedicated they're incredibly talented and uh, all of the money goes toward uh these clinical trials and and getting ready for the clinical trials and actually performing the clinical trials it has to be done. We need to do this. We have a giant deficiency in our healthcare. It's a giant hole in our healthcare. And uh, every time I mention it, everyone nods their head and says, yeah, yeah, I see it now. But it's so frustrating. It's hard to believe that even in the government's moonshot program, they didn't even include this. What were they thinking? Or rather, what were they not thinking? And we have to, together, I think, do this, uh, make sure that's, that this happens so that the next generation uh, goes, breast cancer, what's that? Ovarian cancer, what's that? This is what we're trying to do. Got it. Thank you so much, doctor. Uh, I thank you all for being on. And, um, and let's see if we can double that number to, what, 270-some shops maybe, 300 for next year? That would be great. Uh, it, it's within Fantastic. reach. It's within reach. 
just anyone who's watching, who's going to watch this needs to say yes and sign on to breaks4breasts.com or .org. Uh, click the button, say yes, and just do it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Carmen. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. <laughs>